Welcome to Healing Conversations. I'm Jamie. And I'm Jen. And here we talk about all things healing from spiritual, emotional, and relational. We will share about our healing journey and point to the one who does bring healing. So have a seat and make yourself comfortable as we dive deep into the well of healing. Hey everyone, hope you guys are doing great. I'm just so thankful for all of you guys that are out there listening and it's just encouraging to hear people that, you know, that we run into from, you know, here or there and they're like, you know, we listen to your podcast and, you know, we were encouraged and just the fact that people are listening is really encouraging and, you know, this is just a journey that is part of our journey that we know that the Lord has called us on. Um, Whenever you're like, when you're, when you're changed, when he's healed you, when he's transformed you, it, you can't help but spread it and share that. And this is just like a small way to be able to do that. So we're thankful for you guys for listening and yep. just being a part of this journey with us. And so today we kind of, well, really, honestly, we're going to just right off the bat, um, we, you know, it's kind of funny. We were just talking like right before hopping on and we're just like, man, why is it so hard and uncomfortable to ask people for money? <laughs> like when you have a need, like all, probably all of you guys know or have been there, you know, maybe where there was a time where you kind of needed money or you needed help in some way or you needed like funds or just something that's like a need. And it's so hard to just like flat out ask for it and yeah it's just so funny the way that is and so but yeah we were just talking about that and then even at church this morning we're we're recording this on a Sunday morning or no it's Sunday afternoon now but this morning at church you know we were talking about like praying the dangerous prayer um break my heart God for what breaks yours and the whole time like for me I'm like sitting there and just thinking, God, I my heart is so broken for what you want us to do. My heart is broken for believers, your children who are stuck and who are not living as your children. They're they're in bondage. They are they don't they're not walking in the freedom that they that you've called them to and they're they don't they, they don't know you the way that the, who you really are, the real you because of the, the deception, because of the lies, because of the way that the enemy has come in and has stolen their, I guess, hearts or their minds really is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I'm sitting there and just praying that prayer, God, you know, like, and I've already, I already have that broken heart, you know, for people and if, yeah. And so, but I'm sta- I'm standing there and I'm like, all right, God, we're singing the song towards the end. Um, that was like spirit move. When you have your way, something has to break and just like confessing that, okay, if you want to move, I recognize that something has to break in me in order for you to move. And I was like, all right, God, what, what needs to break in me? And I wasn't hearing anything, but what was interesting was like after the service, we wanted to go up and have the, have a couple pray over us about this. Cause this is like getting real heavy. Like we, we have a big need and we, we know that the, 
we know the mission that he's called us to do, but we have no wheels to get there. And like liter- literally, <laughs> yeah, literally no wheels to get <laughs> literally there. Literally yeah. no wheels. So we're going up there and then we run into the worship pastor and, and, um, we're just kind of updating him. And then he's like, I don't know if this is from God or not, but I'm going to say it. And he's like, uh, have you, he's like, have you asked? And I was like, I, uh, I asked one person, <laughs> yeah, but I was like, I, I was confused and I was like, ask God. Yeah, of course, of course I've asked God, asked God about God to, this. I've prayed, like, you know, for the last six months, I've been praying for, you know, this specifically and that yes. he would do this and that. And so it's like, yes. I, I was thinking in that, but I think in reality where he was going with is asking people. Yes. How we just boldly come out and ask. Yeah. And it's so funny because it's like, I, I was just thinking, you know, we, that's exactly how it is with healing, you know, that the calling that he has us on is, you know, to bring that good news of healing. It doesn't just stop with receiving Christ as your savior. And that's where it's, that's where my heart is. That's like, that's where our passion is, is that, yes, that is the good news. And that is ultimately the best news, but there's so much more to that good news. It's not, it doesn't just end there. Yeah, there's an ongoing transformation, Mm -hmm. but it's like when there is that salvation, then it's like, okay, now your life's transformed. Now you got to act differently. And then like, there's this, there's this cutoff. Yeah. There's like this break of two separate things. Oh, you're transformed. So now you're a Christian. Now it's here. Let's begin to live like you're a Christian. But, and then the whole transformation, the transformation is not just something that is just a one time Mm -hmm. one and done kind of thing. Like this is a lifelong transformation of the mind of, of your, of your heart. And it's, it's really that ongoing transformation. And so then that's where for us, it's kind of like, okay, let's not take that just that one step of here, your mm-hmm. salvation. And then you're, you, you are transformed. Yes. But there is that, that the whole lifelong transformation. And then let's be able to help God's people, his children walk through that transformation and be able to be be have their eyes open to new things that he's been wanting mm-hmm. all along to show them yeah. but we've just we have not been able to 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 hear that or, or um hear him speak in in that kind of way to to open up that door for us to test and approve yeah. what his perfect and good will because we all us. know like we all know, we all see people you know or we can attest to this that we get saved And then like, we think, oh yeah, everything's going to get better. And it doesn't because there's already all of that pre-work. Like there's already all those things that we are believing to be true. And so when you say like transform, I'm like, yeah, for sure. But at the same time, like it doesn't just stop there Mm -hmm. because of sin, because of the enemy's presence in this world. Like it, it just, yeah. And so the whole transformation is a continual mind renewal. And if, and if there isn't mind renewal, there isn't transformation. That's what that verse, you know, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. Um, so anyways, it just like made me think about how, like back to the, the, uh, the church service today and how, (laughs) The Lord is ready to heal, but he's not going to force you to heal. And like he will heal when you ask, like when you ask, when you ask for it, right? That's, um, so it was always a presentation of faith or it was always a, um, a confession of faith or a, 
yeah, a faith really is what healed, right? How many times did he say your faith has healed you or, um, yeah, your sins are forgiven because of your faith in me and how, yeah, it, <laughs> we just need to ask. I mean, yeah. I love the chosen. I was what we were watching, you know, last week's chosen, the chosen series yep. and how, uh, yeah. Dallas just, is always asking for money and yeah, I'm sure he's kind of like, well, I know everybody's so tired of it, but I mean, the, the heart of the people's there. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. they believe in the ministry and the mission that God has laid on your heart, people are going to give. That's why, um, there's a, a book, um, Shadrach is his name. Um, but it's called the God ask and where he's just kind of like, you, you just have to ask, you know, mm-hmm. in and allow God to be the one to do. Just ask the God ask, yes. you know, and <clears throat> and we are, like you said, we, we're, we're lacking the wheels to get there, literally mm-hmm. lacking the wheels. And so we've shared that we want to be um, move into an RV. And, and so that'll give us the feasibility to move around the country and then minister to people in person wherever we are. And so uh, with that side of the ministry, the need that we're, we're looking at is, and I know you probably well. Okay, well then, what do you need? Like, how much, or you know, what what can we help out with? The really the need that we have is we're we're looking to raise a hundred thousand dollars, and that's for RV, and that's to do any kind of repairs, any kind of updates that we need to be able to do on the RV in order for it to it to be roadworthy mm-hmm. and kind of be able to sail down the road and then actually uh, convert it into a home for us somewhere that's it's it's nice and livable and so we're looking at about a hundred thousand dollars to to raise for that and so here's our god ask if god pray about it and and ask god to to show you what he wants you to help out with Mm -hmm. and in that you know we have the the opportunity uh to for you to to give on the uh the portal as well and then we'll have the the links for for those to to the portal so you can click on that and be able to give and again this is not like here we we want you to give this much it's whatever god puts on your heart whether that's a hundred thousand dollars or whether that's 10 like it doesn't matter like if god lays it on your heart to to give we want to encourage you to do that because you're Mm -hmm. being a part of the ministry that god has called us to you're allowing us to to do the work to be able to travel around the country and take the the good news of healing to to his people. Yeah. And it's not just here in the world like in you the US like I mean we want to go all over the world with this because it's such a powerful message that needs to be brought to his people but this is we believe that this is where the starting grounds is. And so Yeah. So yeah, our need is $100,000. So will you give? Will you give whoever's listening? Will you give towards it? We, we are partnering with a, a nonprofit organization that's kind of serves as an umbrella and you can give through there, but you don't have to. I mean, yeah, God doesn't have to have that in order to, yeah. to work. And we, we know a thousand percent that he's called us to do this and we're so excited, but yeah, it, what's, what's the harm? And in asking, which is so yeah. funny because, again, it's kind of like uncomfortable. But, yeah, will you give? Will you, if he's laying on your heart, will you give towards yeah. this awesome ministry and work that he's doing? Yeah. God's God's way of finances is giving and receiving, yes. not buying and selling. We get yes. that mixed up too oh much is goodness, that it's yes. buying and selling. 
And really, whenever you give, like you're giving, you're giving to God, you're giving Mm -hmm. to the ministry that he wants to be able to do. I mean, we can stand here all day. Yes, you're giving to us and it it helps provide the salary and everything. But ultimately, you're giving towards God and the ministry that he wants to do to expand Mm -hmm. his kingdom, to make his kingdom way more effective than what we are. And maybe he's right now he is challenging you encouraging you just take a a leap of faith on this too yeah it's a leap of faith on everybody to give to god because you are saying all right god i trust you to provide i i I trust that you will be my ultimate provider and this is yours and so maybe he's even encouraging you to take a leap of faith in giving and being on that end of it yeah And I know you've heard it before, but in Malachi, it says, test me on this. Mm. And it's specifically in the finances. And so if you want to be tested by God, there you go. You can't (laughs) outgive God. That's for sure. You can never outgive God. That is so true. That is so true. So we're excited just to see how God's going to provide. We know that he will. Um, Actually, yesterday, there's an RV that we have in our mind that's nearby. and, um, And Jamie took the boys down there. He was uh, was buying a bike for for one of our boys and he was in the area and he was like, you know what? I'm going to go pray circles around this, this RV. So he took the boys and luckily the, I was like, okay, the, the, the storage facility is open. So, okay, this is a sign from God kind of thing. And so we, it it was beautiful because it was a, it was an awesome opportunity to, to show the boys that like just the power of prayer and beautiful thing. Our oldest Judah accepted Christ earlier this week. It was just, amazing Mm -hmm. and uh and so as a parent you're just so excited about that but just being able to see kind of like his wheels in his mind turning and thinking how is this going to work and and really you know we were there and and i said hey boys like let's let's just lay hands on it and i mean we just kind of leaned up on it and (laughs) but we prayed and judah prayed and he prayed for it too and so and then i just kind of started walking circles around you know literally like Joshua and the the Israelites with Jericho, you know, God told them to walk around seven times. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I had that, that, that vision or that, yeah, really that vision of walking around that, you know, God's promised land is there. Mm -hmm. It's there. It's theirs. And it's the one that God has given to them. Not that they ever paid anything for it, but he had already promised them, this is yours. And so they, they just walked around Jericho to, to destroy Jericho and walk into the promised land fair and square theirs. And so it was just, that's, was the vision that I had of this. And I was like, even if it's not ours, like if this isn't the one that God has for us, like I want to pray God's blessing over this for whoever gets it, Yeah, you know, that it's able to be used. And it's just, when you think about it in that perspective, it really kind of was like, it put so much joy in my heart to like, mm-hmm. even think like, man, if I'm not the one, like that would be awesome to like run into this <laughs> RV later and be like, right. what? I Somebody's going to get blessed. <laughs> yeah, I know. Somebody's going to get blessed and then just like be able to hear somebody else's story. That'd be awesome to follow it. Mm-hmm. But to, to hear that story of just how God can, can use it and be able to bless it. And so, so yeah, it's, our faith can definitely be stretched by that. I know ours has definitely been stretched. I mean, finances is one of those things that we can look at and we can take control of that for ourselves. And we can say, Oh, well, you know, I have to make so much more. This was something that we struggled with a lot. We were like, man, if we just, if we made more money, maybe we could give maybe we could give more, maybe we could do this. And then God just kind of started impressing upon our hearts. Like, you know, why wait until you have more when you already have 
what I've given you. Start there where you are. And as you get more, give more. I mean, it's just like, it's this ever increasing. Mm -hmm. And so we hope that if you're thinking about that and you're, you're, you're feeling God's spirit just tugging at you and just wanting to give, like we, we want to encourage you give, Mm -hmm. give, give to us. We, we welcome that. We Mm -hmm. welcome that because we want to see God's kingdom expanded in having more effectiveness yes and and we can do it through through your giving yeah we really can so do you want to shift a little bit talking about the unity yeah yeah so so what we've our ministry is called the unity project um that's what we've kind of felt god calling it to and and it was just really that heart of unity i've really had a sense of of that heart to to bring the church back to unity to how it was in the first century church I mean, you talk about in Acts 2 when they were, they were unified. They were, they were all in one accord, it says in the scriptures. And it's just like, you can't get away from that. Oh, you know, whatever. But it's, it's, they were unified. They were unified. And not only that, but I mean, you talk about the expansion that that first century church had. I mean, it was just, it was powerful. Mm -hmm. And so that's the heart that's the passion that god has laid on my heart to to be able to bring that the church back to unity so how does unity happen unity happens there's four um there's four general or governing properties that's what it is and it's wholeness fullness oneness and witness those are the four governing properties of the of unity and first of all, by wholeness, it's it's that wholeness between us and God, having that wholeness between us and Him. Romans twelve two says, "Be transformed by the renewing of your minds." It's not this a, it's it's a continual transformation. It's not again just a one and done kind of thing. It's a daily continual transformation of the mind. We're never going to get to that point to where it's like we reach that maturity. And this is where a lot of us get that understanding and thinking, "Well, I'm a mature Christian," you know. It's like I do all of these things, but no, it's we're never really going to reach that full maturity until we get to heaven. We'll probably be like uh, some friends of ours. She said, I think we've officially arrived at to be t- uh, Christian teenagers or uh, spiritual mm-hmm. teenagers is what it is. And I'm like, oh, that's a really good way to put it because mm-hmm. you're never going to reach that full maturity until we are in heaven. But we can be able to kind of reach a little higher level and humanly speaking. And so there's that, that wholeness is just in our relationship with him, finding that freedom, the, 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 when I think of whole, I think of to its entirety, right? You're right, not yeah. missing part of, yes. of that, which I think really comes to the, with the Holy spirit. Like if right. we are, if we're not acting in wholesome of the Trinity, we're missing big time, right? Yeah. Like if we're missing Jesus, that's a big, that the gospel doesn't happen, right? You're missing yeah. the Father. Gospel doesn't happen. Like all of the Spirit, same thing. Like all of the the Trinity. If you're missing a piece of it, that you're not whole. Right. So that's what I, that's what my mind thinks of whenever I think of like being whole is is like it is in the Trinity. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's whole. It's unified. It's it's you. You and God is really where it's at. And so, and then that wholeness, that that wholeness between you and Him. And so that's that's the first governing property is that wholeness. And then you have the fullness, the fullness of Christ, that, that God's, it, it's, 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 
it's there. It's his fullness. And really, when we look at, at scripture, like the fullness is actually achieved through the church. Like we, we achieve that, that fullness and because the church is God's bride. It is his bride. Body. And so, and then it's, that is his fullness and is, um, for us. And so and that, that's where we, we, we find that fullness is through the, the, the church. And then the oneness is that oneness with, with our brothers and sisters in Christ, oneness with each other. And, uh, one of the great examples that, um, was kind of brought to my attention that I kind of really started uh, thinking about it more was the Tower of Babel. That in the Tower of Babel, they, of course, they they were commanded by God before. I mean, Adam and Eve were was it was to be fruitful and multiply, and then um, the same way with um, Noah. 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 Yes. Be fruitful and multiply. And so, and then when it gets to the tower of Babel, they say, Hey, let's camp here and then let's build us a great big tower so that it's like, we're not going to go out anywhere else, but we're going to have this one thing that's going to be so massive and amazing that it's like, it's going to draw the attention from everybody around us. And we all know that at that point, everybody spoke the same language, the same dialect. And so it was very kind of, you know, everybody spoke English for, for instance. And so they, they kind of stuck there, they were all unified and then they started building. But, and then one of the amazing things that in there that we kind of look over a lot is that God came down and then he sees this and then he says something in there and he says that if they continue the way that they are going right now, there's nothing that they will be able to accomplish. Like that just blows my mind that there's nothing that they will be able to accomplish. And so when he says that, it's like, okay, well, let's look at the, the, the people. They were all unified. They were all unified and saying, yes, let's build a tower to the heavens so that we can be like God ascend. or reach let's God. Ascend. Let's ascend up to God's. And so they were acting in disobedience, but their unity was propelling them forward so much so that God was saying, okay, we got to put an end to this because now there's nothing that they're going to be able to not do. Like they're, they're going to be unstoppable if they continue to do this. And it was solely because of their unity, because everybody was on the same page. They were unified. They were, yeah, they were, they were passionate about it. And so in that, that example of oneness that we as a church, the big C church, we, we have to be unified. We have to be unified. And I mean, Jesus even prays this, that, that they would be unified, that they would be one in the, uh, when he's praying in the garden of Gethsemane, just before his crucifixion, that he's praying for his disciples, that big, long prayer in John chapter 17, where he's talking about praying for his, his, all of his disciples, not then. And then, you know, to us today that all of these disciples and he's praying that they would be one. He's praying that they would be unified. And so that idea of oneness is we have to be unified as a one body, one church, one baptism, one spirit kind Mm -hmm. of thing. I mean, in Ephesians chapter four, that's what it talks about is one, one, one. Can we just do better just to be, to be unified? Can we just like, like, or grit it? Can we just like. No, we can try. We Mm -hmm. can try to do it, but really it goes back to that. We can know that that we need to, right? Yeah, exactly. We can know and we can try to be able to do it, but 
it doesn't, it's not going to happen if that first governing property is not there. That one of wholeness, Mm -hmm. the wholeness between us and God, when that wholeness is there, it transforms our way of thinking, transforms Mm -hmm. our way of being. And then we start to having more of the, the, the gifts of the Holy spirit gifts of the spirit in our lives that we begin to see other people Mm -hmm. through God's lens. We see them in a light of, okay, these, this is, these are my brothers and sisters in Christ. Whether you are assemblies of God, whether you're Nazarene, whether you are Catholic Mm -hmm. or whether you're Pentecostal, it doesn't matter if somebody has professed belief in Jesus Christ, the mm-hmm. death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and they believe in that wholeheartedly 100%, they are our brother and sister in Christ, period. And so, yes, so we have the, the, the wholeness, the fullness, and then the oneness, and then the last one is the witness. And in John chapter 13, where God says that, you know, this is the new command that I give you, that you love one another, and so that the world may see and be mm-hmm. be witness. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, really, this is where the church is really lacking and struggling of being able to be a witness to the world is why is because we are failing to be unified with one another. Mm-hmm. We are struggling in that perspective and we are struggling in our own relationships with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so, and then that really, it, it's kind of like that thread that kind of runs through. It really has to be down to that, the wholeness of our relationship with Jesus Christ. And so when we think about our ministry, we think about it in almost kind of like a triangle, right? So we have the wholeness between our relationship with God and then oneness with those around us, those, our peers, our, our wives, our children, you know, those people that are right there in our, our sphere of influence. But, and then it goes out from there and it goes into that there's a church that is to be unified. And it can't, we cannot get the church to be unified without there being the basis, that governing property of wholeness. Yeah, that's where it starts, right? And that's where our ministry, yes, that's where we want to attack we... and bring that wholeness into that personal relationship with God. Because if there's not, if that's not there, nothing else will yeah. be able to to come out of that. Yeah, and it's it's just crazy because we, we all know these things, right? You guys are probably listening. You're like, yeah, I know that. I know that. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. But it's like until until those wounds are healed, mm-hmm. there's no transformation, yeah. right? I mean, you you know, you can answer the question for yourself, is my life transformed? And even then, before, I would have been like, I mean, yeah. But really, it, I mean, it wasn't transformed down to the heart level. And that's, right. that's where it's at. And, and it, I love the verse when John says... Um, that they may come to know and believe the love that you have for them. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that right there is it. That is, it's the, it's knowing and believing the love that he has for you. It's not about just doing all the more things. It's not about being all the more things. It's just about believing, yeah. really believing who he's called you to be, who he says you are and how much he loves you. And yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because in reality we can all think we can all, we all know what we have to do. You know, we mm-hmm. think of that when, when Paul says and that, that transfer transforming your mind, we think, okay, yeah, we need to be able to go to church more. We got to, 
uh, read more scriptures. We got to memorize scriptures. Stop cussing for crying yeah. out loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You stop cussing. Whatever it is, it's like we think we, we, we can know all the things that we have to do. But how come it is, is that we continue to keep wrestling with those same issues, whether that's mm-hmm. addictions, whether that's um, any kind of thoughts of, of, you know, past abuses that is still, those wounds are still there. And so we have to understand that that transformation is not going to happen until there is a heart yep. belief yep. transformation, if you will. And the Holy Spirit is the one who does it. He bypasses, yes. right? He lives inside of us as believers. He bypasses that brain that wants to filter everything and go straight to the heart. And if we're yeah. not listening for the Holy Spirit, we're missing out on that. Like he's the one who's going to transform or bring out the deception that's in your heart. Um, you know, you, yeah. One quote that just makes me think of it I love is like how Jesus did what he did because he knew who he was. Yeah. And Jesus knew who he was so that he could do what he did. Did I say that right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Like, so flip flop, they're both the same thing or they both work either way. So yeah. like he did not come to just do you know, like just to do better and whatever. Like he only, he did what he did. He did the miracles. He did the ministry. He did all those things because he knew who he was. He knew his identity. He knew how much the father loved him. Like, yeah. 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 So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So there, the unity it's, it's, I mean, it's painfully obvious through scriptures that God wants his church to be unified. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just, you can't get around it. I mean, if Jesus even prayed that prayer himself at the garden mm-hmm. of Gethsemane while he was sweaty or, um, yeah, sweating Crying. blood. Crying blood. Um, yes. Yeah, no, he was, he was sweating profusely that mm-hmm. it's like, it was, it was blood. But so anyway, so if Jesus was that brokenhearted about the yeah. unity and, and desiring that unity so much. I mean, why are we so disconnected mm-hmm. these days? Yeah. Why are we so disconnected these days? And it's, it's really the truth. It's the truth that God wants us to live in that unity. It's, you can email me about it all day long about, oh, well, you know, we shouldn't be unified with these people. We shouldn't be unified with them. And then again, uh, my answer is always going to be the same. If they believe in the good news, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and that he's coming again one day for his bride, that is, for me, is the only assurance that I need to be able to be unified with that individual. So, Lord, break my heart for what breaks yours. Exactly. Break my heart for what breaks yours. So Thanks, there you guys, go. <laughs> for tuning in again, and we will catch you back up probably next week. Yep. And... We want to ask you again, please give. Will you give? Will you give? Yes, will you (laughs) give? give? (laughs) Yes, will you give? So, all right. Well, we'll see you again. Bye.